Once again, I've forgotten to lower the pulpit. <laughs> you can see my head, right? <laughs> On Thursday, my colleague and friend Guy Griffith appeared in my office saying, Hey, how's the sermon going? I hear you are going to solve the mystery of God for us. Well, Guy, I leave that to you. Or maybe Donovan is going to solve it while he's away on his sabbatical. But frankly, friends, I don't believe the mystery of God can be solved or even that God wants us to try. Believing we can pin down who God is puts us in the same league with Icarus who flew too close to the sun, burned his wings, and fell to the ground. For the mystery of God is not like an equation with an answer, a solution to be arrived at intellectually, a closed definition full stop. Rather, the mystery of God is more like an ellipsis, three dots representing there is more to God than can be said, discovered, or understood. Always more experiences of God yet to come, punctuated along life's journey with exclamation points and question marks and clauses but always returning to three dots, the open, pregnant ellipsis, bearing hope for understanding, born of experience, still to emerge, but never complete. So on this Trinity Sunday, the week after Pentecost, with the overwhelming power of the Holy Spirit bringing the gospel into speech in all the languages of the world and the explosive birth of the Church of Jesus Christ, of which we are heirs and members. This Trinity Sunday lectionary brings us four scriptures with lenses into the ineffable mystery of God. First, we heard Guy read from Genesis 1, how our Creator God birthed the world into being and through the Spirit brought life, form, order, and light where there was chaos and darkness. Through all days and acts of creation, God called everything good, including human beings made in the image of God and filled, each of us filled with the breath of the Spirit of God. Second, we heard Psalm 8 sung so gloriously by our choir how the majesty of God, our Lord, our Sovereign, is above all, behind all, in all, and beyond all. We just need to be still and know that God is God, in the words of Psalm 46. We continue to listen for the revelation of God on this Trinity Sunday, through God's incarnation in Jesus, 
turning to the last verses of the Gospel of Matthew, and then through Paul's charge and Trinitarian blessing to the early church at Corinth in the middle of the first century. Hear the word of God. First, from Matthew chapter 28. Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. When they saw him, that is, the crucified and risen Jesus, they worshipped him, meaning they prostrated themselves as they had at the foot of the cross. But some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. And from the second letter of Paul to the Corinthians, the 13th chapter, also that letter's concluding verses. Finally, brothers and sisters, farewell. Put things in order. Listen to my appeal. Agree with one another. Live in peace. And the God of love and peace will be with you. Greet one another with a holy kiss. All the saints greet you. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with all of you. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Creation, incarnation, resurrection, the Trinity, all the great mysteries of faith have hope at their center. God is our creator and ruler of the universe. God with us, Emmanuel, Jesus Christ, is with us always. Death is not the end, for we die and rise with Christ. The body of Christ lives on in the church through the power of the Holy Spirit unleashed upon God's people for the salvation of the world. And by remembering who made us, whose we are, who we follow, and who gifts us with the spirit for the journey of life and faith. It's all the same God, the same spirit moving across the face of the waters at the beginning of time, still moves across and in our lives and the world by God's providence. All the great doctrines upon which we rest our hopes as Christians are mysteries. Handed down from believer to seeker, person to person, in words and languages both new and old, traditional and fresh. 
sharing the good news of God and Jesus Christ through the power of the Spirit, it has been said, moves at about three miles an hour, the speed at which we travel by foot, the time it takes to really listen to someone and to share from the heart. Friends, living in the Trinity and sharing the love, grace, and power of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit has its own rhythm. When we engage in the divine gift of Sabbath time, we slow down from the hectic, pressured pace of our lives and are open to receive the presence and power of our triune God within us and all around us, the power of the triune God calling for our awareness, calling for our response. We know when our tank is low and our car needs gas, and we take care of it, no problem, no question about it. Do we know when our spiritual tank is low, and do we prioritize filling it? One way we embrace the mystery of God is by intentionally living in it on Sunday mornings. Sitting here in these pews, we may come to know God as our refuge and our strength. In Scripture read and the Word proclaimed, we are opened, further opened to God's truths in creation, God's truths in incarnation, crucifixion, and resurrection. We receive the body of Christ in bread broken and cup poured out. We behold the cross. We acknowledge our own sufferings and Christ's suffering with us and for us. We bring the prayers, anguish, joys, and love of our hearts empowered by the Spirit in hope and thanksgiving to God. And we are blessed by the presence of each other, siblings in Christ, who remind us that we do not walk alone, but we walk and live and grow within a Christian family that loves and cares and serves together responding to each other's needs and the needs of the world. Friends, we are sustained by the mystery of God as we come together here in God's house, as we see Christ in one another, and as we are inspired again to follow Christ and his way of love his way of peace and justice and mercy and go forth to serve for yet another week. Something happens. Something happens in us and through us as Westminster Presbyterian Church as we gather and as we are sent out.
for this is the mystery of the Trinity, of God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, ever creating and renewing us, ever calling and sending us, ever filling and strengthening us. The pandemic showed us how much we need each other and this Sabbath time together so that we would dwell as one people in the mystery of God and be inspired by God to become the people God is calling us to be. Christ still commands us to baptize and share the good news. There are 2,200 of us, and everyone is needed. Everyone is valued in our big tent church family. As one of your pastors, I can tell you, you are all so unique. You are all so precious and gifted, and you all belong. For God mysteriously drew us all together for a purpose. The word inclusive is weak. Unless we grow in our practices of listening to one another, recognizing that no one of us has a corner on the truth, and that God's vision for us will grow out of the Holy Spirit's prompting among us all. So live in peace, said Paul to the church at Corinth. This doesn't mean you can't disagree, have different perspectives, but always come together in mutual love, respect, and cherished community seeing the image of God in one another. For unity in faith and love transcends differences, and something greater emerges through the process of disciples of Christ, talking, praying, discerning, visioning in community. The last verse of Paul's second letter to the Corinthians is often used by pastors as a benediction. But these are words of faith, not the special provenance of pastors, but for all of us as disciples of Christ to affirm and say, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with all of you. Let us say that together. Let us say that each day of our lives. Let us say it to one another. Let us say it to the world. For faith sustained by the mystery of the triune God is the blessing to which we awaken each morning. It is the blessing to which we fall asleep each night. For we are divinely held, held in grace, held in love, held in communion, 
held in life and in death and in life beyond this life forever. We are never alone. We will never be alone. So let us be the grace of Jesus Christ in the world and let us do so with joy, receiving all people as children of God, unique and beloved. Let us be the love of God in the world, learning to love differently for the sake of reconciling the people of God. Let us live in communion with the Holy Spirit, uniting us amidst differences and in common purpose for the salvation of humankind and the preservation of the life of the planet. That we would respond to the hungers of the world and seek peace and justice among all people and nations. So we go from the mountaintop with Jesus and the disciples to the Lord's table. We go from his words, remember I am with you always, to the end of the age, to his words. Whenever you break this bread or drink this cup, do this in remembrance of me. As we remember, we are sustained. We are born anew, we are blessed, and we are sent forth. We are renewed and sustained in the mystery of the Trinity of God. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen and amen.